Welcome, everybody, back to the Game Vault Podcast. I am your host, Mark. Um, today, we are just joined by Tom. Um, Jen seems to have gotten sickness that has taken out, like, I think a half a dozen people in my family around Christmas time here and a couple co-workers. I've been dodging this thing like um, Neo somehow. <laughs> um, I'm probably going to get sick because I'm on vacation this week, So, but you get me today. Um, so since Jen is unavailable, um, obviously this week will not be our Game of the Year discussion with the three of us. Uh, so me and Tom, still for our, our great fans out there, um, wanted to at least uh, put a podcast out at the end of the year here. Um, we're just going to discuss um, games we liked and played in, in 2023 and things we're looking forward to in the future. Um, basically going to go over, you know, at least from my end, some of the games on my list, not number them because... That is what next episode is for. Um, but just sort of discuss things. And uh, yeah, and then obviously uh, everybody out there is screaming at their podcast going, I know what you're going to talk about for future stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that will be, uh, I wish I could come up with a fake timeline. Like, oh, that's timeline. That'd be nine minutes and 39 seconds to <laughs> 21 <laughs> minutes. You can just that. skip that part. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, probably have a real quick one here um, for the beginning. Uh, well, for the whole episode in general, because there's really no news. Um, I saw one piece of news, and it was that there's a mod coming out for Fallout. Um, I could have dug deeper and maybe found a couple things, but this time of the year, most gaming companies and then stuff just off for the holidays. So, um, so let's get into uh, what have you been playing? And Tom, uh, what's the uh, game you've been playing over the holidays here? So Sea of Stars has been my my chill out game Hell this, yeah. over this uh this holiday. I just hit the WTF point. Oh, like, you got the reveal. Well I hit, yeah, I got to the twist. Yeah. And uh the game got real dark all of a sudden. Yes, it did. <laughs> it kinda <laughs> gave gave me some Final Fantasy Six vibes. I it's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking this got real Final Fantasy Six real fast. Mm-hmm. Um okay. That's the thing I was trying to hold back from you. Yeah, it was. I was like, "Whoa, what are we? What are we doing here? This is this is not how it's supposed to go." Yeah. But uh, she's my yeah. favorite character in the game. Yeah, I, I. So it's. I mean, we're gonna. I'm gonna spoil some stuff here if you haven't. Yeah, little light spoilers here. Light but if you spoilers. don't want to hear anything, you tune out for about thirty seconds. Or yeah. A minute. So, so the captain being your fourth member is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Her abilities are far and away better than than. Darls. Um, I mean, he's a tank, but it's nice to have somebody else who can actually deal damage and yeah. different types of damage because every enemy calls for po- poison damage at this point, yeah. and she's the only one who can do it. But um, yeah, I'm really enjoying it, and it. I, I'm hoping it doesn't get too dark. Mm. I don't know. I don't know how how dark we're going we're, and how far down the rabbit hole we're going with this uh, this twist. Uh, so. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, it gets I'm, good. Yeah, the, the, like I said, the it gets really good. The ending ending is the really only thing that I was upset they didn't like fully, um, you know, hit. But everything up to that point is like chef's kiss. So you're gonna have fun um, for the rest of the game here. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's yeah. uh, it's it's one of those games that just catches you. Uh, I'm hope mm-hmm. I'm hoping I'm able to play some more tonight and maybe over the weekend i don't know if that's possible (laughs) we'll see i might have to break out the uh uh, my backbone controller for my phone and do remote play (laughs) (laughs) 
but we'll see. Yeah, um, it's definitely that type of game. Yeah, I you could totally play it like that. That's I I would not have a problem with that. Um, but yeah, so that's the game I've been most playing. Uh, I did want to mention. Uh, Jonathan predicted correctly that uh, the big thing with handheld gaming is these Chinese handhelds that everybody purchases for you know anywhere yeah. from forty to one hundred and twenty dollars. Because I bought one. And- <laughs> And I've been messing around with it for the past few weeks. Uh, I bought a Pow Kitty RGB 30, which is a really interesting one. Okay. Uh, there's a video by Retro Game Core if you are more interested. So the the cool thing about this screen on this on this thing is it is a one to one ratio screen. It's 720 by 720, so it allows you to play uh, like Game Boy and Game Boy Advance really crisp and clear because they're 10 by 9 aspect ratios, so it f- almost fills that whole 720 by 720 screen. Ooh. It's it's still really good for 4.3 stuff, and also, you know, Game Boy and Game Boy Advance look great on it. So that is yeah. pretty much the reason I got it. It's powerful enough to do PlayStation, but at the same time, I can, you know, it could be just my Game Boy emulator. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Nice. I, it, it seems to be one of those that, that's going to be that I'm going to hang on to for a while and be messing around with. Awesome. Yeah. So right. uh, for me, um, I couple, couple weird things. And then one thing that's not mine that I know the audience would love to hear. So we'll, we'll hold on for that one for last. But um, so I mainly been playing um, uh, Alan Wake two again, because the uh, final draft, uh, the new game plus came out. I tried to stream it on here. Um, I think it was an NVIDIA issue that was causing it to be like a minute to two minutes behind on Twitch. Um, don't know why I updated NVIDIA and Super Mario RPG worked perfectly fine. Um, so sorry for those of you that were looking forward to that stream. I'm way too far into it to stream it now. Um, but I'm basically, the funny thing is, I watched two playthroughs of it, um, you know, while playing NHL 24 and uh, a bunch of other things that don't require volume. And so I watched people like 100% the game. So I know all the little things inside. So for this, I'm just basically speed running the main story. Um, so that's been fun. Like I know what to do now. Um, and I don't have to hunt around for things because I, you know, New Game Plus, you get all your weapons and anything you had in your inventory. Yeah. And now for some of the boxes that have like stashes and stuff in it, I know where they are and what the codes are and what to do. So um, just popping in there if I need any of that stuff. But Game looks gorgeous. I did get a brand new 55 inch TV, and it looks it looks amazing on there. Um, it's probably one of the best looking games I've seen. Um, I can't wait to compare it to over the holiday. I am going to play God of War, um, the Valhalla thing, and um, maybe I'll do a little Horizon because those are probably the two best looking games I have. Um, and then I also bought the DLC for Final Fantasy 16. So be playing around a lot of stuff that, that'll test out how good that TV is. Um, yeah, so basically just been playing through that. I highly recommend that for any ev- everyone. Um, uh, I was speaking to Jen um, today when I found out that she was still sick. Um, and I told her, she asked if I need if you need to play Alan Wake 1 or Control before playing Alan Wake 2. And I will say for the audience out there, no. Um, if you like to go around and find things, you will get the full story. Uh, because the Saga character, the FBI agent character, if you've seen the trailers, is basically that, like, she has no idea what's going on. So you get to learn everything through her, um, which is a great idea by Remedy. 
um, to do that. You'll be a little confused in the Allen parts. Um, you won't get excited about certain things that I, using a wrestling term, popped for um, when they happened, where I did a lot of Leo DiCaprio in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and pointing at the TV when a word came up, uh, just because I had played Alan Wake and the DLCs in Control. Um, so it, it's fun going through that. I can't wait to get to the new story bits. There's been a little here and there, like um, Alan's opening voiceover is different, um, acknowledges the end of the game. Um, so oh, like he knows cool. he knows he's in a time loop. Yeah, yeah, um, and all that stuff. So yeah, it, it, the the the, uh, the new game plus acknowledges that. Um, so it's interesting to see um, as I get deeper into Alan's stuff how much like does his memory go through the whole you know. So good with that. Um, I got the computer off you loaded up. I got everything on there. Just having a little issue with the PS3 emulator. I think it's just a I have to tune it. Um, it plays the things, but they're like frame rates awful, and sometimes it freezes. Um, so I think that might just be a, a tuning thing on the emulator. Um, so no issues. We'll talk about it off stream. But um, yeah, like I said, nothing is erroring or critical failure or anything like that. Oh, um, yeah. So um, that's all hooking up fine. I think it's just you know. I think I. Yeah, I, I got to look at my settings on the emulator on the computer I'm recording on and just match and see if that fixes it um, on there. But yeah, so tested that. Looks great. Again, it's hooked up to my 55-inch TVs. I can't wait to play NCAA 14 on a 55-inch QLED um, display. Uh, and then the uh, fun thing um, for everyone uh, out there... Um, I had purchased uh, the Avatar game for Miss Kitty Ashcat, and apparently I surprised it. I went over and I downloaded it while they were at their grandmother's on Christmas Eve um, and just put it on a technically her sister's Xbox, but, you know, when you have siblings, you share. Yes, you uh, do. So, um, and plus the the older one just plays Fortnite, so, you yeah, know. So it's, it's, it's a Fortnite <laughs> machine. Yeah, and, and her boyfriend has NHL 24 on it. So, um, so they have two games on there. So I downloaded it, um, the Avatar game, and I just told her, "Hey, check your Xbox when you get the chance." So it took her, it took her a while to figure out what was different <laughs> on there. And then the older one texted me and said that she started dancing around the room when she saw it was Avatar. So points for Uncle Mark again Getting because good at this, Mark. She, yep, she did not even ask about it. I don't even know if she knew it existed because she's a Roblox Fortnite scary game player. Uh, the downside of not being magazine subscription holders, Tom, like we were. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was fun. Just wanted to update you on a uh, friend of the pod, Kitty Ashcat, uh, and her dealings. I haven't gotten, given her a full presence yet. I got her um, eight Demon Slayer Funko Pops. Eight? They were on sale. Buy one, get one free at oh, GameStop. That's how I get you every time. <laughs> yeah, I spent a little more money than I should have there. Um, so I grabbed everyone except I left one out because I don't know if she would like that character. I didn't really know it enough, but I got all the ones that I knew were Demon Slayers um, and got those. And then, um, yeah, so she's going to be getting that uh, shortly. But cool. yeah, um, I am I am giving in to her gaming anime <laughs> inclinations. I need an inside kid. I love softball and outdoor sports and all, but I need someone to say, hey, check out this video game. 
with this. Yeah, it's good. To, it's good to have that. <laughs> All right. So um, uh, just quick uh, update. Um, we will probably the Super Mario RPG um, playthrough will probably kick up again on Tuesday or Wednesday of this week. Um, or maybe even I'm off next. I'm off this week, so I may play most days, like a couple hours at night before I go to bed. Um, for y'all. Um, if you want to watch the archives, there's going to be a special New Year's Eve stream, um, revealing it to Tom here. Um, I'm thinking of doing a, uh, uh, as we talked about for the retro roulette game um, uh, last week. Um, I'm thinking of doing an LJN spectacular. <laughs> And playing through, not playing through, but playing as much, like, I'm going to be doing hourly. I was thinking of trying to do till 3 in the morning and do Happy New Year for everybody, um, in America at least. Um, so, and I'll still do my 15-minute uh, fuser interlude leading up, to, leading up to midnight here on the East Coast. Um, you should throw in the Retro Roulette game, too. Yeah, 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 we'll do that. But, yeah, I went to do LJN Spectacular. Um, just so I didn't have the original idea was to do a bunch of the games that we'll mention today, but I didn't want to have to keep switching consoles because I don't have a switcher. Um, oh, yet. Yeah, that, that's yeah. a pain in the butt. So I was like, let me do this will be fun. Um, I, I was going to set up that BizHawk thing where it changes it every 30 seconds um, <laughs> to just stress myself out. I'm being in the middle of a Jaws fight and then all of a sudden it flips over to like WF Superstars or something. Um, or whatever wrestling game they made. Um, but yeah, yeah. So look, uh, so look in the archives for that and, um, update for the new year. Um, we're probably gonna be updating more things to YouTube more frequently. Um, I'm going to try and get as much of the FF 16 playthrough as I can, um, up there. Um, because I think I may have lost two videos. Thankfully they're not the end. I think it's like, it would be like episode 10 ish and episode like 21, something like that. There's 26 parts. So um, I hope nothing major is missing. Um, once I line that up, I will put a disclaimer in the um, episodes before and after the missing ones. Um, and then also the Mario RPG is going to be going up. And then, you know, once we continue the other playthroughs, we're going to try and do a lot of our Let's Plays that we do on the site, um, on, the, on the Twitch to end up on the YouTube. So subscribe to the YouTube if you haven't already and hit that notification bell. Um, there'll be lots of cool updates. Uh, there may be uh, YouTube exclusive LPs too um, on there. So be sure to check that out. Yeah. But Tom, 2023 was, <laughs> excuse me, was a great year for us as gamers in terms yes. of games that came out. Not so much for the gaming industry <laughs> in terms of all the layoffs. Um, and I didn't mean to laugh there, but. You know, it's kind of hard to always say, hey, it's been a great year for gaming. And then remember that like 3,600 people lost their jobs or something insane number like that um, in the year. But I thought we'd at least uh, talk through a little bit of our, our games of the year, games we played, maybe things that didn't make it that, you know, um, that we want to talk about. And then just uh, talk about, you know, what we are uh, looking forward to next year. Um, I'm going to start off with... Um, uh, a game that I know you will not play um, that, that that made it onto my top 10 because I only played 11 games. Um, but uh, I did play the Resident Evil 4 remake this year. The thing I'll say is that game looks really good, plays really well, but I didn't... It wasn't as strong as the other things um, that you'll see on the list. So when, when the list does come out, you'll see 
um, sort of where it where it falls um, in terms of that. And that just shows you how strong this year has been. That's why I want to start out with Resident Evil 4, Tom, is that this is a really good, probably a top three game, maybe even top two any other year for me personally. And it's going to be way lower on the list than people think. And I think that's just a great, great shout out to things that came out this year. And there were things that I didn't even play that might have knocked this off the top 10, you know, in general. Um, You know, I didn't play Spider-Man. Didn't play Oxenfree 2. Didn't play Wonder, you know. So yeah, you need to play Wonder. Yeah, that, that's that's like next after I go through the DLCs over the break here. Um, but yeah, yeah. So like those things would have knocked. I'll, I'll say that would have knocked RE4 off the list um, if I got through everything I wanted to play this year. Um, so, but I still highly recommend it. Every game on my list except. One is I'm a little iffy. I think we've talked a lot about it on the show. I'll we'll get to it. But you know, RE4 is really good if you like Resident Evil 4, especially. If you like RE games or the new remake games is probably the second best one. Um, I just really like that two remake um, a lot. Uh, but I am more I in Resident Evil terms, and and people can uh, let me know if I'm correct in this assertion. Um, in the Resident Evil games. Um, there are two camps. There are those that love Resident Evil 2, old and remake. And there are those that love Resident Evil 4, old and remake. I yep. fall into the former um, category. So um, that's the only reason that stays ahead. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know where you want to go with one of your games. Um, do you have a, a strong game that you're like surprised Um I mean, you know, the, so the biggest surprise of the year for me was Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah. Um, nothing could really compare to the shadow drop and instant love of the gameplay and everything, given everything surrounding it. Yeah. Uh, the just the the tone of the game, the 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 voice acting, the writing it, all really well done. Uh, and I wish that we'd get more more games like that and also the fact that it was on game pass immediately yeah uh was a huge uh plus for that game because as a game pass subscriber i you know i would like to have games like this more often that i can just you know uh, and like uh, i like sea of stars is another one game pass day one uh a great a great japanese rpg a huge surprise nobody saw sea of stars coming and um it helped me uh get get through the year and do my actual uh resolution from last year which was to use my game pass subscription more <laughs> so hi-fi rush for sure was a surprise out of left field and sea of stars also both incredible soundtracks uh great great visuals great writing so far so i mean i i know you you streamed Hi-Fi rush and and you you're in the same boat as me yeah um what did you think of that game oh, yeah. and, and how it came about this yeah. year? Yeah. On the flip side of Resident Evil 4, this came in much higher than I was anticipating, even before playing it. Um, the it, it hit me immediately, the charm of the game um, and what they were going for with the main character. Um, I wish... I, I can't wait to... I don't know how much it adds. Um, I heard not a whole lot, but I want to play a little bit of it, like, off stream so i don't have to play in streamer mode um with the songs um, yeah, but 
I would I would say that the songs add a bit to it. So yeah. I would recommend at least, you know, up through the first first boss, second boss, yeah. just to see how the the um the not the real music, but the licensed music works in that game. Yeah. So the the game was fun. Um, you know, com- the introduction of all the characters was spectacular. Like I fell love at first sight with Peppermint immediately it's caught on stream um then i did that and um you hook me immediately when you get me to um you know get emotionally attached to a character um you know it's one of the reasons um why i didn't really enjoy you know one of the other games um that that are on, that's on my list uh this year but the the, the music to the characters to um everything um it's just really, really well done, um, and I, 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 it probably didn't hit as hard for me as it did for possibly you, because um, you're a little more musically inclined than I am. Um, and I don't know what was your perspective from someone um, that probably has, well, has definitely played music, um, but has had to think in, in you know, the way this game does. Well, it's it made my brain feel good because most of the time you have to be on a beat with something and it's a straight, you know, simple beat. It doesn't sway too far from that. Every once in a while it will. But uh, this was the first rhythm game that I had played besides like Parappa the Rapper. That was like an action oriented rhythm game. Yeah, I know. I know Jonathan will say, you know, every every action game is a rhythm game. But this one is labeled as that. Yeah. So, yeah, this one's labeled. Uh but yeah, it was it it was it was uh an interesting experience to go through when you're used to just, you know, slamming and slamming the buttons for an action game to to do that, to slow yourself down and hit those marks and be able to do, you know, all of the cool moves that are available to you cuz there's there was in the beginning there it was, you know, basic, but it, I liked how it progressed and got far more interesting with all of the uh, abilities you got. Um, and the fact that you had to be, you had to perform them on a beat just made it that much more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is very well done. I was very surprised and it, you know, it ends up beating out a lot of games that I was more um, anticipating um, coming into the year. Um, speaking of that on, um, I think it's the next two games we'll talk about because you've also played one of them. Um, I'll start in terms of most anticipated and how, you know, one, one can deliver and one can under-deliver. Um, so, uh, first off, for me, uh, the game that hit exactly how I thought it would hit and surprised me with a couple things um, was Goodbye Volcano High. Um, I had been the one weirdo on the stream, very much looking forward to my dino friends, um, to play through the visual novel, essentially, um, game here. Um, and it became a surprise rhythm game. Uh, that I wasn't <laughs> anticipating um, because you literally had to play her guitar notes um, or their guitar notes um, when, when Fang is singing and all that. Um, it probably had my second favorite moment of the year. Um, and it was probably my favorite moment until I recently went through a section of Alan Wake, which those of you out there to play Alan Wake to know exactly what I'm talking about, so it's not going to be a surprise to you when I reveal it next episode. Um, but you know, it's got it's got a great musical moment late in the game that, you know, 
was one of those, and I, I am never afraid to admit this, it's one of those things that like almost brought me to tears while streaming um, because it was such a culmination of everything and just the atmosphere and her, the, the voice of the singer, um, their voice was just amazing. Um, the soundtrack's great. I wish they do vinyl. I keep seeing it. Maybe I missed it. Um, but yeah, I, it, it delivered in exactly the way. Didn't over-deliver, didn't surprise me, you know, like Hi-Fi Rush did, but it's exactly what I was looking for. Um, had good, interesting um, story stuff, especially with the way it opens. And then you see, you know, it does one of those where it opens in the future and then you go back and play everything to that moment. Kind of like Final Fantasy X. Spoilers. Yep. <laughs> <coughs> um, and so um, that was very interesting. And on the flip side, a game we both played that very much underwhelmed me um, was Starfield. Um, and it goes back to what I was talking about with Hi-Fi Rush with Peppermint and Corsica and stuff like that. When those characters came on screen, I instantly was like, yes, I will die for you. You know, sort of reaction to it. Or in the joking sense that I say, you know, you know, Peppermint can hit me in the face with a shovel. Um, it would probably, actually, that would probably go more to Corsica. She would seem to be the more to be violent. <laughs> Peppermint. Um, yeah, but yeah. you get the point that I'm making. If you've listened to any podcast I've been on, um, like they were instant introduction. I was on board. Everybody they introduced in Starfield, Sarah Morgan's story is fine. I didn't really dive deep into many of the other stories. I, the, the most interesting one is the cowboy guy. Um, that's why I became a free star ranger. Um, just because he kind of sold it to me a little bit. Um, and they seemed like the best faction in terms of, you know, not having to compromise my morality or kind of be, uh, ex exclusionatory, which is what I felt the, UC was, um, but yeah, it was just it. The game was beautiful when you went to the locations. A lot of repetitiveness, which is fine when you're procedurally generating a bunch of stuff. I was I was ready for that, um, but there was no hook into it. I basically started just mainlining, and the it was so much more difficult to base build in this game than Fallout Four, and which instantly made me not want to do it. Um, the best part about Fallout 4, maybe I had more time because I was younger um, and didn't remember all the going out and getting materials that you have to do in that game um, for the base. Because once they told me that I needed all these rocks that were only on certain planets and stuff, I was like, ah, I'm out. <laughs> um, for, and you had to like level up your character to like almost like the third or fourth tier on something to be able to do more with the base. And I was like, no, I'm not playing. I'm not grinding. To, you know, that, that was the best part about Fallout 4 is you didn't need to have the level didn't matter. Yeah, the, yeah, grinding, it was just getting the grinding, jump. grinding to base build is, yeah, it's like asking for people to not do it. Yeah, that was what I found um, with it. Maybe I should have been mining as I was going through the story and I wasn't. Uh, but yeah, and then it goes into the old encumbrance thing and oh, you know, and stuff like how that. How quickly you get over encumbered in Starfield yeah. is yeah. it's infuriating. <laughs> First thing I did when I got my ship, the misery business, um, is I put as many storage containers on it as I could fit and still be able to fly. So by the end, before I had to retrofit my ship to do something at the end, um, I could carry like 4,100 pounds on the ship or whatever. Yeah. I guess it's pounds um, or units or whatever measurement they mass. I guess I think it's mass. Um, yeah, and just to let you know, 
for one of the starter ships, you only get like 500, I think, for the starter ship in terms of what you can store on it. Well, yeah, um, I still, without I still upgrades. have the first. I still have the first ship. Yeah, you can upgrade it to get more, but like the original thing is like five, six, seven hundred, something like that, like under a thousand. I instantly just upgraded the second ship I got <laughs> to be almost four grand. Um, like the first thing I do in all of these like Fallout style games is throw credits or whatever into your your carry weight. I always yeah. it's one of the first things I do because I don't want to have to worry about being over encumbered. Yeah. It's a pain in the ass. And that's the other thing about this game is they went the Skyrim route a little bit and you had to do certain things to be able to level up things. Um to, yeah, you had like, to like do you had to do the action to level it up. Yeah. Like to get more carry weight you had to run while almost over encumbered um for a certain amount of meters. Um and then that number just became astronomically big and I'm just like I'm not running around for like thirty thousand meters or whatever it was yeah. to get the final level. Um I'm just gonna beat the game. Um the end of the game's kinda interesting, the story line of how they go with it and how they um you know introduce the concept of new game plus to it. Um I don't know if you've beaten it yet, Tom, but um yeah, so the way so yeah, the way they, they finish the game and introduce the concept of New Game Plus is pretty interesting. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, but everything else leading to that point, everything in it was I just think they did the Sean Murray thing of just over over promised um with everything and delivered I would say on seventy five percent of it, but the other twenty five percent is the things that make the game like enjoyable to play after thirty hours. I mean you know you the- hit the biggest the biggest problem with this game is that they announced it seven years ago or whatever it was. And yeah, the amount of hype and build to a game like this, especially a Bethesda style game, open world space, you're you're just asking for trouble because it's it, it it's the same thing with, you know, any game that's been announced for that long and hasn't come out and you're just waiting for it like Star Citizen or, you know. Star Citizen's yeah. been in beta for tw- almost 20 years, I feel like, at this point. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's like, it's, I'm sure it's more like 10, but still, it feels like forever. Mm-hmm. But anytime you have a game in development that long, people are going to be upset that it's not the crazy uh, exploration style game that they want. You, when you, it, it was the same thing that happened to Cyberpunk. The hype was just un unreal there was no way that it was going to live up to that even though it was an unfinished broken mess there was still no way even if it wasn't that they weren't going to um live up to the all the hype because people will just make up the game that they want in their head and if it's not that then they hate it and it's the worst thing ever so it's just one of those things i mean i'm sure they will continue to improve starfield i don't know that it'll ever get to the point that people want it to be but yeah they could do a cyberpunk they and could. I hear I hear Cyberpunk 2.0 and Phantom Liberty are exactly what the game was supposed to be um, yeah. when it came out, um, because now they don't have to worry about PS4 and Xbox One, you know, and can just uh, you know focus on the next gen and computers uh, that can run the game better. And yeah. yeah, yeah. The only thing I'm worried about is you know from the Game Awards time, it seems like some people have not learned their lesson um, in terms of overhyping things. Um, I, way too early. I'm telling you, it, it, people just don't get it. Yeah, 
yeah, it's, it's just it's just one of those things like you you need you need enough time to build hype sure yeah but if you if you announce something six years in advance because i remember watching the the stream when they when they announced starfield yeah and it was like the i think it was before fallout 76 yeah yeah and that it was, was all concept and i don't even know right. if they had video at that point right don't even just don't say anything just don't yeah. tell anybody until you have something that you can show and yeah. you're confident with, just don't even show it. Yeah, yeah. Like I was sort of, I was sort of hinting at the, you know, Sean Murphy introducing his new game um, and saying it's the ultimate open world um, where there's like no invisible walls. You can go anywhere on the planet. Um, and I'm just like, dude, yeah, don't do you, that. You more than anybody should know to watch the hyperboles, like. Ah, oh, dear God. But at least he showed stuff, and the game looked good um, and interesting. Yeah. But I was just like, oh, man, I hope it's good, just for his mental health. Um, but yeah, yeah, the, that's why Starfield falls much lower um, than, you know, it probably should have. Um, Let me just, I'll just say that I'm glad I did not purchase the game. Yes, uh, thank God for Game Pass. Yeah, because um, I would have been, high. I w- this would have been another um, death loop situation where i would have been very upset that i made that just purchase yeah so um what's your what's your next game you're excited to talk about uh let's see uh i mean i want to talk about final fantasy 16 yeah awesome uh so this this was to me a it it was a surprise it was a surprise in the fact that it hooked me so hard i was not I was I was very skeptical of Final Fantasy Final Fantasy 16 and everything leading up to it, just for the mere fact that it was not turn based. I mean, I 15 wasn't turn based either, but I did not. I was not a huge fan of 15. I beat 15, yeah. but it was one of those you know I purchased it, so I feel like I need to beat it type of deal. Um, but 16 from the beginning, it was like, all right, this is this is a totally different feeling than any other final fantasy i've ever played so much darker so much i hate to use the buzzwords of darker and grittier and whatever but it it had it had a great score uh it the visuals were incredible because they didn't have to worry about putting it on a ps4 yeah um I, and the one thing they did that i think was a great idea was the demo the demo yeah. sold me i finished Same playing here. the demo and i bought it immediately yeah so i was right on that boat uh, i think i feel like they they could use that to their advantage a lot more. Yeah. Th- th- this was a year that I felt demos really helped. Um, even though I haven't played it, you know, I feel like the uh, Liza P demo helped a lot of people get into that. Um, you know, that might've been on the fence about it. Um, Final Fantasy 16 clearly did it for me. Um, this, I think it, what it shows, whether there, there's plenty of things to gripe about and, you know, discussions to be had on it. But it showed that Final Fantasy can do a mature game um, and not look too cheesy or cringe or whatever the the word of the of the day is for that. Um, And, you know, and it gives some great moments to where uh, all anybody can think of when when they think of Clive or Ben Smith is just fuck (laughs) (laughs) because it's it's so perfectly delivered. And you That's know, without... the, vo- the voice acting in this game is, uh, I mean, yeah, better than probably most games that I've played in the past few years. Yeah, it's Incredible. definitely the best voice acted Final Fantasy game. 
Um, we can we can argue between it and remake, but remake was going off already established personalities, and so you kind of had an idea what you wanted them to sound like. Um, I don't know if I'm explaining that that well enough. Yeah. Uh, well, they they had they already had things where they spoke. Yeah. With movie and everything else. Yeah. So. Yeah. So and this was just out of the blue, creating somebody from scratch. Um, you know, and and na- hit the nail on the head on just about everyone. Um, you know, who knew a little NPC character that I swore was going to turn on you and did not would be <laughs> one of the great characters of the year in Gav. Yeah. Um, just because of the voice acting and the the mocap and all that. Um, yeah, this game um, hits hits the right notes um, in every aspect you would want in an RPG. You know, you can say, you know, the non-turn-based, you know, aspect of it. Um, but then you get, get CSRs for that, which we'll talk talk about in a little bit, at least from my end. Um, you know, it just, it just really showed that, you know, I want to see the next um, mature fantasy setting game that's, that Creative Business Unit 3 puts out. Um, this was CBU 3, right? That did 16, or is it the other um, one? That's a good question. I'm not sure. Yeah, but, you know, when, when I say mature, you know, the remakes for 7 are mature-ish, because that game was mature for the time when you watch the other 6, you know. Um, but, yeah, the yeah the game made me tear up on stream, um, which is caught on camera, which will be part of the stuff going up on YouTube. Um, glad I got that moment because they encapsulated a moment perfectly um, at the end for anybody that has siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was just it was just well done. Um, they had they did the Final Fantasy thing of having scenes that made no sense of <laughs> why they could have done that scene anywhere else, but they did the scene and talked and had a really serious conversation while both being naked on the beach. <laughs> like why? Yeah, it's like was... the hot it's like the hot spring scenes in any. You know, yeah. Japanese Final Fantasy. It's just Japanese, like it's a Japanese game. There's, they have to put it in there somewhere. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be some weird scene, and that was one of them. Um, yeah, I mean, there's obvious negatives that were in this game, also. Um, yeah. Kind of forced side quests, and yeah, especially towards the end when the whole game becomes a side quest. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, it's not a perfect game. It's not perfect, but it was well above expectation some people had issues with the story and oh it's super simple and blah 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 whatever. but uh it was to me it was a pleasant surprise and i dumped more hours into that game than i ever thought i would it was one of those games that made me turn on my system and want to play it yeah and i only had that two or three times this year so that should tell you how how much how invested i was in that game yeah yeah and uh yeah, for me, the final thing we'll talk about here before talking about the future, because I don't want to, you know, spoil all the stuff for next week, um, is I was really surprised and loved, and for the same reasons with Hi-Fi Rush, um, the time I've spent with Baldur's Gate 3. Um, deservedly Game of the Year, um, in my opinion. Um, even though, you know, um, just the way, and that's, that's not a reveal, because remember, I, my ranking is on my favorite game that I played. You know, not an overall objective, you know, breakdown. I think I think what they do in that game, the way they just are able to, re, you know, um, make every character um, have a personality. There's like sex of people and uh, S-E-C-T, sex. Sect. Sect, not sex. 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 
um, of people, but there's plenty of sex um, in this game. Um, not Witcher level, but you get the idea. Um, you know, and that everybody has a favorite character or favorite couple characters. Um, there was a video I've seen today that's slight spoilers, um, but I don't know the context or the outcome of this scene. Um, there's a great line from Asterion, who's the guy that won the Game Award uh, for for best uh, performance. Um, says a line, I think it's in Act Three, um, where, or maybe it's in Act Two when you're going to do something. He's like, we already know that we have a group of enemies uh, that we have to go fight, and now we have to worry about being invaded by a shapeshifter. And he's like. I don't know if any of you are acting weird because you're different or because you're just a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's such an encapsulation of how that game can go, um, depending on your choices. And the best part is whoever's playing the game that's recording this, the people are just in the most ridiculous cost, like armor and head things. Yeah. And it just fits, the line fits perfectly in, in this clip. Um, and, and it just shows the fun. It's, it's the first game, and I said this about the D&D movie in a movie sense. It's the first property uh, that I've seen that encapsulates what it's like to be at a D&D table um, in terms of, you know, everybody's always flirting with everyone. Um, you know, there's, uh, you know, interesting things that happen whether you succeed or fail. Um, there's good background, backstories for everyone. Um, the only thing it's ruined is that people can't, Save and reload their real dice rolls in real life, um, like they can in this which, game. Which you mentioned when, when yeah. we were first talking about this game. Yeah, yeah. There was a great meme that someone rolled and was like, "Oh, you need a 15. Ah, uh, ten. Quick load. <laughs> what? <laughs> ten? No, quick load. Twelve. Quick load. What are you doing? The DM's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> that doesn't exist um, here, my friend. Yeah, it's uh. Yeah, there's one great video. Boulder Gate 3 has um, led to a lot of great TikTok and YouTube videos that I've seen um, where the one girl rolls, does the save and reload thing and rolls four consecutive ones, uh, which is like one in 160,000 or something like ridiculous odds. Somebody's um, bound to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, it was funny. She's just she's streaming. She's like, no. And then the whole time, like on the video, because it's a clip, it's like putting up the odds each time. Like for a normal one, it's like one in thirty-two or some. I don't know how odds really work for dice. Um, in terms of you know how they figure that out, and then it just keeps popping up the higher odds as she goes. So this game has is definitely one of those games. It's like you can do head cannon stuff um, with your own party in here, um, and just how long that first act is. I hear acts two and three are more story focused. Um, and you can just do just about anything in that. Um, go anywhere on that map before going into Act 2. It's just a great game. Um, and I, I recommend anybody has any interest in D&D or high fantasy or anything like that um, to go check it out. Um, so uh, what's, what's the final game on your list that you'd like? Unless you just want to go into future. Let's just go, let's just go to future. Let's future. Let's get it over yeah. with. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So Mark will mark this time. <laughs> <laughs> lies uh yeah so obviously if you have i mean if if you've spent any time listening to this show you will know that we are both extremely excited for final fantasy 7 what what is this one called Re rebirth rebirth um 
obviously so excited I can't remember the name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, they've shown so much stuff of this. I've literally stopped watching because I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want to see it. I want to experience it. I don't know why they're showing so much. I don't know why they think they have to build hype for this game. Yeah. I, I, it just seems weird to me. But um, yeah, I'm so excited for this. And, you know, people are, people can rag it on all they want. But if, as someone who Final Fantasy VII is their favorite game of all time, and this game that I really enjoyed the remake, I cannot wait for, for this, for this second edition. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah and yeah i i can't i don't know what else to say it's it, it's until i have it in my hands and i'm playing it i won't be happy <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the uh, i i still keep watching things because i i don't like i'll be a little upset of spoiler things but i've played through the original game so you know most of the stuff would just be stuff i don't think they would show um if it was a spoiler you know what i mean mm-hmm. um a lot of the stuff they're showing is stuff if you've played the original game you know it um, and the people that didn't know would have no idea what it means. Um, but yeah, everything just from the voice acting, the little things they've changed um, in terms of, you know, um, doing this, which definitely looks like parallel timelines or whatever they're doing in terms of Zack's world and Cloud's world. Um, the game looks beautiful. Um, the fact that it's I feel like it's going to be a little bit like and I keep hate to bring this game up a little bit how like Alan Wake's map. You know, where it's like almost fully, you know, open world. It's a little bit of just paths because it's wooded area. But sort of like you look at the map, you're like, oh, this is a lot of space. And then you go a little bit and you look at the map and you've seen that you've gone a lot further on the map than you would anticipate. I feel like it's going to look really big um, when you open a map and then realize that it's just like huge, but not like as big as like the map screen makes it look like um, well, sort I- of thing. I think it might be bigger than you think. Oh, no. It's going to be huge. Because it's just, yeah, it, when you try to map it out, you know, one for one with seven, it would be the largest game ever created. Oh, well, and I, I don't even know if games can, like, go as big as it would need to it's be. It's on so. four discs, Mark, or three discs or, or whatever. It's two, on. two Blu-rays, Tom. Um, it's, a it's a lot of Blu-rays. But, yeah, so, and I think they're doing a really good job um, in terms of, you know, uh, how they're presenting it. And the voice acting looks on top tier again. Um, that song from the Game Awards only got me more hype. Um, yeah, it's definitely, I can't wait till February um, to play it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. it's I definitely mean, definitely the most anticipated thing for next year. Well, I, second for me. It, it will be the only thing I'm playing for a good while. Yeah. Of course, the same, I think it's either the day before or two days before, they're releasing the Destiny 2 expansion that I've been looking forward to forever. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what I'm going to do there I, <laughs> because they're releasing an expansion where Cade 6 makes his return. And I've been looking forward to that for quite a while because it's been teased forever that Cade 6 can yeah. return as a Cade 7 or whatever. Yeah. Because he's the sixth iteration already. So. Uh, I, I'm interested to see how that works. What kind of story we get out of that? I don't know when I'm gonna play it. I, it's gonna have to be like my break game for for Rebirth. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. The, yeah. I, it may actually get me to play Destiny Two again. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't like to look 
too far ahead in terms of games coming out because a lot of things could get delayed. Um, I think the number one thing I'm looking forward to, um, which if you've listened to this podcast a whole bunch, you um, have noticed that it's been a long time since we had one. And I'm really looking forward to the NCAA football game um, coming out in the summer. Honestly, Uh, I am too. I haven't played one in probably 10 years. Well, 14 was the last one, so. Oh, excuse me. No, I meant 20 years. 20 years. Okay. I think 2004, 2005 was like the last year I played an NCAA yeah. game. Yeah, so I'm highly looking forward to seeing not having to do some kind of hack to do the football playoff um, anymore. Um, so, uh, yeah, and uh, that game, that game, hopefully if they use, they do the thing they did before where they use the, you know, last year's Madden engine. Um, because it gives them the room to have a hundred teams in it or whatever. Um, they don't have to have up to date, you know, stuff. I hope with the likes and you know, with the NIL that has all the players' names in it. But then again, there will also be people to download that stuff from. So I'm not worried. Um, I'm just looking for if EA does what it's done. I think I said this last podcast talking about NHL twenty four where they almost hit it. But if they can get the crowd stuff be like they do for FC and the soccer games, I think it could be a game that will at least challenge Madden um, because Madden's on such a downswing um, uh, this in the last few years that if you just get something that's hype and fun to play with your, your friends, um, you know, it could be something that becomes the go-to dorm game. Um, it won't be, you know, beating. It won't be like, ESPN 2K5, you know, that eventually beat Madden before Madden put the clamps on <laughs> all other NFL games. Um, but I think it could challenge it, uh, be, especially if they come out strong um, with the first offering in terms of options and, um, you know, doing a little bit more focus on franchise, not franchise, uh, like Dynasty and, and uh, focus on the gameplay and atmosphere more than, you know, an ultimate team, which that's asking a lot. They're probably going to have some kind of ultimate team. Uh, oh, but yeah. it's the VA we're talking about here. Yeah. Mark. It's going to be yeah. or soon to be Codemasters. I, I thought I saw that rumor. Um, I, know. I don't know <laughs> if they would do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, the um, whole whole NCAA thing I'm, I'm extremely excited about. It's really just, um, you know, those two games for right now, Final Fantasy you know, uh, the rebirth and NCAA that I know are definitely coming out next year um, that I'm that I'm interested in um, right now. Um, I don't know if from any of the the trailers you've seen, but I think the game I'm most interested in that's coming out way in the future um, is um, is Blade, um, even more than Wolverine, even more than, you know, any of the other oh, Marvel I stuff. I didn't watch any of the yeah, I well, I didn't watch any of the leaks. I just, I just meant from the trailer um, that was played on the Game Awards because I'm a good boy. Um, <laughs> is that I feel like a Blade game could be a more fun game. Um, yeah, I get could that. it be a better? Could Wolverine be a better game? Sure, because Wolverine's story, um, you can go a lot and you can tie it in with everything. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's definitely the one thing from far in the future that. Um, I want to see more of in 2024 without having to go look at leaks. I mean, honestly, for me, uh, I'm really interested to see what Nintendo does with the Princess Peach game and Mario versus Donkey Kong. Yeah. 
Uh, especially the P- Princess Peach game because it's been a long time since she had her own game, and this one actually looks interesting as opposed to. I feel like the other one was very much like a kids, like not not a kids game per se, but not yeah. not for anybody other than yeah, I guess kids. Uh, yeah, yeah. This looks like more focused on giving her her own personality and own type of game, and not just throwing her into a Mario game. Yeah, and especially as someone who has a daughter, it is nice to see Princess Peach getting a game because I would like her to get interested in video games, and I think that something like that is a very good entry point, yeah, so, among others. But yeah, yeah so the, there that's, are... it's, that's my big ones for next year. Yeah, so it's plenty of stuff that we're probably going to talk about all through next year, but we just wanted to hit on the big main ones um, that we're looking forward to. Um, so if you have anything out there, feel free to hit us up on all the social medias. We're on Blue Sky, we're on Twitter, we're on Threads. Um, come into the chat on the streams, um, and uh, you know we'll we can talk about um, our things we're hyped for for next year. Hopefully, less layoffs, so less yep. layoffs in video games yes. um, next year. Um, yeah. So, any 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 final thoughts, Tom, on twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four? Before we thoughts. head out, twenty twenty three was one of my best gaming years in quite a long time. Even though it was hard to play video games, uh, I had a lot of great experiences this year, and I hope twenty twenty four is it continues on that trend. And uh, I hope there's a switch too next year. Yeah, switch two, baby, switch heavy. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, same thing. Um, this is the most fun I've had. Um, it very much feels like these are games that would have been spread out over multiple years if it wasn't for the pandemic, and that they all came out this year because of that 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 terrible situation, um, you know, and not having the ability to get a little, like, crunch, I guess, is the, you know, not dance around it um, thing that they probably couldn't do during the pandemic. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to... Uh, what comes out of, you know, um, everything going forward here. Um, and I'm just hoping there's some surprises. I want to hi-fi rush again next year. Um, that yeah. just drops out of nowhere um, that we don't even know about. So, yeah, just just let us know your thoughts on, as I said, going forward. And um, like I said, I will be live multiple times this week. Um, definitely Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on when we record TC Tam. Um, and... You know, uh, I've already been live for our New Year's Eve. And yeah, final thing, since this will air afterwards, thank you so much for donating to um, Extra Life. We eclipsed $1,000 again, and it's more than we ever thought would happen doing that three years in a row. Um, so we thank you guys so much. And um, yeah, we're going to we're gonna try and come up with some stuff for next year um, to, you know, sort of... Hopefully there is a, a another game like uh, WarioWare so, uh, to play. Um, so thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Um, we will see you on the stream and on YouTube. Uh, but for now, have a happy new year. I hope you had a, uh, a safe New Year's Eve. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye.